Welcome to the radio broadcast of the Capital City Baptist Church in South Charleston, West Virginia. We pray that God bless you as you listen in to the message today. And the title of my message is Faith in the Face of Fire. Daniel chapter number 3, beginning in verse 13, Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if ye be ready, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast into the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall be able to deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for your goodness and grace and mercy. We thank you so much for your kindness today. And I ask God that you would touch our hearts, touch our minds, illuminate the Word of God to us. Lord, we need a Word from heaven. I ask, Lord, that you would empty me of myself. I ask you to cleanse me of my sin. And I ask that you would fill me with the precious Spirit of God. Lord, I rejoice today that Jesus Christ is alive and He's preparing a place and He's coming again. And I thank you, God, that our adversary, the devil, is a defeated foe. And I thank you that we know the end of the story. We know that Jesus Christ is King. And we ask, God, that you bless us this hour. We love you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. We have here in the Old Testament the record of Israel's captivity in Babylon. Israel had rebelled against God. They had broken the covenant of God. They had turned to idols and they had forsaken the altars of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And as a result of their rebellion against God and turning their back on God, God sent them into Babylonian captivity. They were taken from their land there in Jerusalem. And we see that they were taken captives under King Nebuchadnezzar. And when King Nebuchadnezzar had captured God's people, he took the young men that were 
wise and were studious and able to be educated. And he educated these young men in the school of the Babylonians and taught them the Babylonian language, the Babylonian economy, the Babylonian way of life. And among these captives, in particular, the Bible highlights the life and ministry of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And we see that Nebuchadnezzar had built an idol, a statue, and erected this statue, and it would move around Babylonia, and a band would precede this statue. And the law was whenever you heard the music play, that would tell you to prepare yourself because this statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had built was coming. And the law said you must bow down, burn incense, and pay homage in worship to King Nebuchadnezzar. Well, that posed a problem for God's people. Well, it should have posed a problem for God's people, but in particular it posed a problem for these three men because they refused to bow. They refused to go along, to get along. They refused to give up God's word and God's law for the culture around them. Even though they were no longer in Jerusalem, they still kept the word of God in their heart, even in a strange land, even in captivity, even in a foreign land. And we see here in this biblical account that when they would not bow down, the consequence was to be cast into a fiery furnace. Now the first go-round, it was reported to King Nebuchadnezzar, Hey King, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they are being rebellious. They will not bow. Well, King Nebuchadnezzar knew who these men were, so he brought them into a private meeting and said, Listen, I'll give you a mulligan. Yes, you did not bow the first time, but if you'll commit to bow the second time, and every time after that, then I'll forgive you this first offense. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, Look, we want you to know, King, uh, we're not going to bow down to your idol. We're not going to worship you, and we're not going to worship your gods. And so Nebuchadnezzar, he is angry. He heats the furnace up seven times hotter than normal. And even the men that carry Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to cast them into the furnace, they were burned up and died before they could even get away after they threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in. Now we see here that these three boys, they had something that the rest of Israel apparently did not have. They had faith in the face of their fire. Brother and sister, every one of us at some time or another will face a fire. We will face a test. We will face a trial Peter says the trial of our faith being much more precious than gold or silver. Our faith is precious. The Bible says that 
the faith that we have comes by hearing the word of God. That God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. And Hebrews puts it this way, Without faith it is impossible to please God. Faith is precious. The Bible says that we are saved by grace through faith. Faith is how we come to salvation. Faith is how we walk in sanctification. Faith is how we fellowship with God. Faith is what we have to act upon the promises of God. Our faith is very precious and God allows trials and tests and fires to prove and to test our faith and what sort it is. I've heard it said this way, a faith that cannot be tested is a faith that cannot be trusted. Brother and sister, our faith can stand the fiery furnace. I want to give you a few things that I observe here in the text that I believe that we should evaluate, examine, and consider these things in our own lives if we desire that our faith stand the test of the fire. Let me give you some things about these Hebrew boys that they had and they discovered as a result of this fiery furnace. I want you to see if your faith is going to make it through the fiery trials in this life. Number one, we must see their convictions See, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were living their life based upon conviction. They were not living their life for God because it was convenient. They were not living for Jesus because it was socially acceptable. They were not living for God based upon their personal preferences. They were serving God, they were honoring God, they were living for God out of conviction. You know, there's a difference in preference and conviction. Preferences are those things that you're willing to let go of. But convictions are things that you are willing to die for. And every child of God in the day... And the hour that we live, we must live our life with biblical convictions. We need to live our life by the conviction that comes from the Word of God and the working of the Spirit of God in our lives. We must not lack conviction. Notice what the Bible teaches us about conviction. We see this. Um, we, we See in verses 1 down through verse number 13. I'm not going to read all of this text here in our hearing, but I want you to see what's happening here. Everyone bowed down to worship, and we see that there was an accusation brought in verse 8 against the Jews. And they spake unto King Nebuchadnezzar. They said, O king, live forever. They said, um, There are certain Jews, in verse 12, that thou hast set over the affairs of the providence of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. 
See, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were in a crowd that day. They were in a crowd that was full of Babylonians and full of Israelites. And when the band began to play, the Babylonians bowed and the Israelites bowed. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not follow the crowd. They did not follow what was comfortable. Why? Because they had conviction in their Heart. See, conviction is built upon and attached to what God says. Brother and sister, if we are living a life without conviction, we will follow the crowd. If we're living a life without conviction, we will cave when our faith is tested. I've heard it said this way. You must stand for something or you'll fall for anything. And as Christians, as Bible believers, as those that have been born again, washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, listen, we must stand not just for something, but we must stand for thus saith the Lord. And we must stand upon the Word of God. See, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they did not throw away their theology just because they were taken under tutelage of the Babylonian University. They did not throw away what that had been taught to them. And the Word of God they had hid in their heart. They did not lay aside who they were just to get along with where they were. We see in Exodus chapter number 20, verses 3 through 6, See, I believe that when that music began to play, I believe when that statue came rolling by, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had already made up their mind. They had already decided that they would not bow. If you wait until the test to make a decision of what you're going to do, you will probably do the unbiblical thing. See, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they uh, had had founded their life upon scriptural conviction in times of peace and times of rest. Therefore, when the trial came, they did not have to decide what to do. See, I believe they had rehearsed this in their heart. I believe they had discussed this uh, behind closed doors. Notice what the Word of God taught the children of God. Exodus chapter 20, verse 3. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children under the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Did you get that? See, the Word of God had taught these children of God that they 
should only worship God, that they should never bow down to a graven image, that they should never disobey God. It doesn't matter what the government says. It doesn't matter what the governor says. And it does not matter what the consequences are. They were not to bow down to any God besides Jehovah, no matter the cost, no matter the crowd, no matter the stipulation, no matter what was happening around them. And brother and sister, you and I have been called to live for God, not what's convenient, not what's comfortable, not what suits us in the moment, but we are called to stand upon the Word of God. We must have convictions that we are dogmatic about. We cannot change our convictions for our mothers. We cannot change our convictions for our fathers. We cannot change our convictions for our children. We cannot change our convictions for our parents. We cannot change biblical convictions for our pastors. We cannot change biblical convictions for our governors, our leaders, the House, the Senate, the President. We cannot change biblical convictions no matter the situation, no matter the cause. Peter and James and John said it this way, it's better to obey God than it is to obey man. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they have been given a permission slip by God to live by biblical conviction. I want you to see the second thing here was I want you to see not only their convictions is in what God says, but their confidence that's who God is. Notice what the Bible says in verse 14. The Bible says, Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if, it, if ye be ready, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made well." But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? I want you to listen what the Bible says in verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. They said basically, look, king... Uh, we'll give you an answer right now. We're not going to bow down and worship. It's nothing to think about. There's nothing to discuss. There's nothing to talk about. We shall not be moved. We're not going to budge. We are standing on the Word of God. We're standing upon the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that is the Word of God for me. In verse 17, notice what he says. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And He will deliver us out of thine hand, O King. Notice this, they did not say that God's going to save us from the furnace. They said God can. But either way, God's going to deliver us out of your hand. Whether we die or whether we live, we're going to be delivered out of your hand. He says in verse 
number 18. But if not, if God doesn't deliver us from this fiery furnace, be it known unto thee, we're serving notice on the devil king. We're serving notice in hell. We're serving notice to you king and all those that rule with you in Babylon that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. I want you to see here their confidence was in who God was. I want you to see first of all, they said God is able. Look in verse 17. He says, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us. Listen, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had confidence in who God was. They said, our God is able. There is nothing that our God cannot do. There is no situation that our God is not able to control. There is no fire that our God is not able to overcome. There is no mountain too high or valley too deep that our God is not able to lead us over and lead us through. There is no river too wide that our God is not able to carry us to the other side. There is no problem that our God is not able to solve. There is no giant that our God is not able to kill. There is no situation that our God is not able to control. There is no need that our God is not able to supply. There is nothing broken that our God is not able to fix. There is no storm that our God is not able to navigate. There is no darkness that our God is not able to be a light in. There is nothing that our God is not able to do. They had confidence in the ability of God. I want you to see not just confidence that God is able, but their confidence was God will. Notice what he says in verse 17. He says, God is able to deliver us uh, from the burning fiery furnace, and He will deliver us out of thine hand, O King." See, they did not only have confidence that God is able, they believed God will. Brother and sister, God will deliver you in the time of testing. God will deliver you in time of temptation. And with the temptation, will provide a way of escape. God will give a listening ear. God will give a helping hand. God will be a friend that sticks close closer than a brother. God will be with you through the fire and through the flood. God will help you. God will meet with you. God will heal you. God will deliver you. God will do it. See, they had a second level of confidence. Our God's able, and there's many of us that believe God is able. But then there's a smaller group that believes God will. God will answer the prayers. Listen, God will do for you what needs to be done for you. But there's a third step to their confidence. Not only God is able... Not only God will, listen to this, but if not. Look what the Bible says in verse 18. But if not. Brother and sister, many of us when we say we're trusting God, what we really mean is we're trusting God to turn it out the way we want to. We're trusting God to do what we expect Him to do. Brother and sister, trust is simply saying, God, my life is in your hands. And however you want this to turn out for my life, 
I trust you. I'll worship you. I'll serve you. God, I know you're able. I know you will. But God, even if you don't, I will serve you. Job said it this way. Though he slay me, yet I will praise him. Yet I will trust him. And brother and sister, we must have confidence in the plan of God and in the will of God and in the purpose of God. Look, God never promised that you would not be persecuted. God never promised that you would not be beaten or bruised or battered. God never promised that your life would not have to be given for the gospel message of Jesus Christ. God never promised these things. But brother and sister, we know God's able. We must believe God will. But we must enter a third place of confidence and a third place of maturity where we say, God, if you're willing, yes. But if not, my life is yours. I'm not going to bow down no matter what. I'm not going to turn back no matter what. I'm not going to stop serving you no matter what. We see that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we see their convictions. We see their confidence. And I want you to see number three, we see their companion. This is where... God is. The Bible says in verse 19, Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his vicious was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their housing, and their hats, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace was exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew the men that took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace." Verse 24, Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound in the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. And he answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. See, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I want you to see their companion. Jesus Christ stood by them. They faced the test of their life. They faced the trial of their life. They faced the biggest situation of their life. And no doubt there was fear present. No doubt there was evil present. No doubt the accuser of the brethren was present. But make no mistake, Jesus is a very present help in time of need. And I'm thankful that they had a companion. His name is Jesus Christ. We see here that they're thrown into the furnace bound and they fall down. But Jesus Christ shows up in their fire. Jesus Christ shows up in their furnace. Listen, they only put three men in. And look, that means that Jesus was already in the fire. He already knew 
knew they were going in the fire. He already knows the outcome. He already knows the penalty. He already knows the conclusion of the story. He declares the end from the beginning. But you and I must walk out our convictions and we must live in confidence because we have a companion with us. If we are set free, Jesus is with us. If we are bound up, Jesus is with us. We have Jesus with us in the storm. We see this is where God was with them. There was another in the fire, the song says, standing next to me. There was another in the waters holding back the seas. And should I ever need reminding of how I've been set free, there is a cross that bears the burden where another died for me. There is another in the fire. When King Nebuchadnezzar took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego out of the fire, only three men came out. Where is the fourth man? He's still in the fire. Yes, you're going to face fiery furnaces. Yes, your faith is going to be tried, but you can have confidence in your companion. You'll never walk through the valley of the shadow of death without the shepherd with you. His rod and his staff, they will comfort you and I when our faith is put on trial, when our faith is put to the test, when we face mockers and we face persecution and we face scoffers and the hell sends its hottest arrows and the enemy laughs at the people of God and mocks the family of God and says where is your God where is his coming listen you're going to be tested you're going to be tried you're going to be proven but listen you've got a friend in Jesus Christ and there's been no other friend like Jesus I want to end with Acts chapter 7 verse 54. And when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed on Stephen with their teeth. But he being full of the Holy Ghost looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down, cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he said this, he fell asleep. Brother and sister, when Stephen was thrown into his fire, he looked into heaven and saw he had a companion, not only standing with him, but standing for him. You can face your fires with faith. I pray that today's message has been a blessing to you. For prayer requests, please call 304-720-6156. You can visit our website at www.ccbcwv.com. And I would like to invite you to come worship with us Sunday mornings at 10, 11, Sunday evening at 6, and Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. The church is located at 149 7th Avenue, South Charleston, West Virginia. We'd love to see you and your family there.